Well, Mr. Ace has a secret deal on to sell the farm to an attractive widow. He doesn't want Jane to know anything about it for fear she might spoil the sale. But the secrecy, coupled with the fact that he called up last night and said he wouldn't be home for dinner and some other chance remarks he made the night before, has led Jane to believe the worst about Mr. Ace. This episode takes place the following morning in alternating scenes between Neil Williams' newspaper office and Mr. Ace's real estate office. But first to Neil. Jane has just entered. Listen. Well, Neil, it happened. What happened? For the first time since we've been married, he called up last night and said he wouldn't be home for dinner. Oh, I see. You're still worrying about your husband's fidelity, huh? Worried about it? Look at me. I certainly don't look like I stepped out of a bandwagon, do I? I look like a dish pan. I hardly slept last night hoping I'd hear him say her name in his sleep. Hope he could hear him say her name. Yeah. Jane, you're working yourself up into a crime state. I keep thinking it's somebody else. I keep saying this can't happen to me. Not after all these years and eight months. I can hardly believe it's me. Now, Jane, don't get so dramatic. All right. I can't believe it's I, Dan. A fine time you picked to start criticizing my grammar. <laughs> no, Jane. I said don't get so dramatic. I want you to calm down. Now, sit down and talk this thing over sensibly. Now, sit down. I'm too nervous to sit down. Look at me. I'm shaking like a thief. And the way he acted this morning when he went to his office. As if nothing happened. Nothing did happen. Now, Neil, there's no use trying to handle me with kidding gloves. Didn't he call up and say he wouldn't be home for dinner last night? And didn't he come home about five minutes after 11? Wasn't I there with a kitchen clock in my hand? And didn't I say it can't be this late, the clock must be wrong? Was it wrong? No, it wasn't. It was right to the penny. I was just being sarcastic. See, and what do they say? That's what got me mad. He looked at his wristwatch and he said, No, I think it's five minutes slow. Imagine it was even later than that and he admitted it. Don't tell me I haven't got anything to worry about. Neil, you're hiding something from me. No, Jane, I... I know you are. Ever since the other night when you said, Who was that lady I saw you with last night? I knew something like this was going to happen. Look, Jane, I explained that all to you, and I thought we had that out of the way. That was just a joke. Well, it may be a joke to you, but it's my husband to me. You've got to help me. You've got to tell me who she is. I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. Oh, you act as innocent as the new Moan Hayes. Tell me one thing. Did you happen to see him last night again? No, I didn't see Ace last night, and I didn't see him any night. But, Neil... Now, you listen to me, young woman. You're going to make a nervous wreck out of yourself with these fantastic ideas of yours. When you come up here yesterday, I thought it was quite funny. You suspecting your husband. But you're making a mountain out of a molehill. You're letting your imagination run away with you. Imagination? I suppose I just imagined it last night when I waited for him to tell me what business he had... They wouldn't let him come home to dinner, and he didn't tell me. Does he tell you all his business? All his other business he does, but not this kind of business. Hey, now, wait a minute, Jane. Maybe it's just ordinary business that wouldn't be of any interest to you. Oh, no. He looked too happy for that. I waited for him to say something, but he just sat there on the swing and didn't say a word. Until finally I said, uh, what business kept you so late? And he said, well, Jane, it's a deal I'm working on, and Mr. Neff wanted to make sure we got all the details fixed up so we can put it over tomorrow. That's all he said. I see. And uh, what did you say? I said, well, brush the powder off your shoulder and come on, let's go to sleep. <laughs> Jane, you did. Yes, I did. It was just a trick because it was too dark out there to see if he had powder on his shoulder or not. But I just wanted to see if his conscience followed him, and sure enough, he reached up and brushed his shoulder off. 
And you tell me I'm making a mountain out of a moleskin. What do they say when he breaks off his shoulder? He said, that's not powder, that's dandruff. Well, I'd say that's uh, using his head. Oh, Neil, you're making a joke out of this thing. I'm worried, and I thought you were my friend. I am your friend, and I'm your husband's friend, and I say there's nothing to all this. Oh, that's not what you told me yesterday. You told me you saw him with this some woman. I made that whole thing up. I was taking you for a ride. Taking me for a ride? Yeah, that's all I was doing. What do you mean, taking me for a ride? I don't understand that. It's just an expression. I was kidding. Oh, no, now you can't say that. You men all stick together taking me for a ride. But, Jane, honestly, I never saw Ace with anybody. Oh, no? Well, why did he call up out of a clean sky and say he wasn't coming home for dinner? I don't know, but I'm willing to bet it was business, just as he said. Well, I hate to get sarcastic, Neil, but, oh, yes? Oh, yes. Now, look, Jane, let's call it fate of fate. All right, and a heart of heart. If you think my heart isn't broken by all this... That's what I mean. You're breaking yourself up over nothing. And I'm going to take the rest of this day to prove it to you, if it takes the rest of the day. But how Now, you leave it to me. First, we're going right over to your husband's office. Now? Yes, now. I look so terrible. I can't go visiting looking like this. I think Ace won't mind. But what are you going to do there? We're going to ask him to lay his cards on the table. Oh, this is no time for games. No, no. I mean we're going to come right out and ask him about last night. Just where he was and what the business was. But suppose he tells us. Well, suppose he tells us. Well, don't you want to find out? I think so. Well, what is it you want? I'm afraid to find out. Afraid? Well, now, Jane, you've got to make up your mind. You want to get to the bottom of this or not? Well, not all the way to the bottom. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know what I mean. I'm so mixed up and nervous. Well, I'll soon put a stop to that. Uh, come on. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, what do I call the city desk? Oh, don't tell them about it. Oh, no, I'm just going to tell them. I'm going out for a few... Hello, give me the city desk, please. They thought I wore my big floppy hat instead of this one. I never did like this hat. Yes, Jane. Uh, hello? This is William. Uh, I'm going out for an hour or so. Yeah, on an assignment, I guess you'd call it. Okay. Now, come on, Jane. Now, car's downstairs. Pull yourself together and let's get going. I'm just going to Oh, uh, Mr. Neff, Mr. Adams hasn't come in yet. Uh, what time will you be here? Oh, you can't. Oh, I see. Bring her to your office. Fine. Yeah, yes, I understand. Soon as, soon as she gets it. Okay. I'll, I'll, yes, I'll come over with her when she gets here. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Uh, Betty, uh, come here a minute, will you? Did you call me? Oh, uh, yes, I'm expecting Mrs. Adams over. You know, the lady we've got a deal on with. Yes, I know Mrs. Adams, the one that was here yesterday? Yes, she's the one. Is she going to buy the farm? Well, she's interested, uh... How did you know about that? I didn't say anything to you about it. Well, Mr. Neff was here yesterday, and naturally, as loud as he talks, I couldn't help but overhear Oh, I see. Why, didn't you want me to know? Well, well, yes, I guess you'll have to find out sooner or later, but it's just that I'm keeping this very quiet. Mr. Neff doesn't want anything to happen that might spoil the sale. Well, what could happen? Oh, nothing, I guess. It's, uh... Oh, well, I might as well tell you this, but don't breathe a word of it. Oh, I never discuss office business with anyone, Uncle Ace. Well, that's the way it should be, only you might inadvertently let something slip at home, in front of your aunt, I mean. Well, oh, doesn't Aunt Jane know about it? No, and that's the main reason for keeping it so quiet. Mr. Neff doesn't want her to know a thing about it until we either put it over or flop on it. He kind of got it in for Jane because, well, it kind of messed up that other chance he had to sell the farm. Oh, I see. And uh, then he had some other dealings with her in the past uh, in which he came out a bad second, so... 
She'd rather not have her know anything about this. Oh, I understand. I won't let anything out. That's the girl. Now, uh, Mr. Neff is just on the phone. He was supposed to come here for a meeting with Mrs. Adams this morning, but he can't leave his office. He's expecting a long-distance call, so as soon as she gets here, I'm going to take her Good over. morning, Mr. Adams. Oh, here she is. Good morning, Mrs. Adams. I was just telling my secretary here you were expected. Come in. Am I, Adams? Isn't Mr. Neff here yet? Uh, why, uh, no. He just called me and said he'd appreciate it a lot if you and I dropped in at his office this morning. He's expecting a very important long-distance call, and he can't leave. Uh, you don't mind, do you? Oh, not at all. Fine. It's only a five-minute drive. We'll get a cab downstairs. I'm sorry to inconvenience you this way, Mrs. Adams. Not but... at all. I don't mind at all. I like Mr. Ness. He's a dear old fellow. Yes, isn't he? Yeah. And I must say that my brother seemed to like those plans of the farm you showed him last night. Oh, did he? Well, that's good news. Yes, he's anxious to see the actual farm now. Well, we're going to arrange that. I think Mr. Neff has that in mind this morning, as I explained to you last night. You see... My wife and I are living on the farm while we're making some repairs, and I want to get everybody off the place so you can look around without having to bother anybody. Oh, I won't mind her doing that. Well, we want to make sure you won't feel as if you're in the way. I know how it is when somebody shows me through a house where the tenants still oh, but live. I hate to inconvenience her. Oh, not at all. She'll understand. Oh, uh, shall we go now? I think Miss Neff's waiting for us, and maybe if we're lucky, after we talk business, we can get the old gent to buy us our lunch. That's promising. I'm ready. Well, let's get going. Oh, uh, Betty, I'll, I'll be back sometime this afternoon. Yes, sir, I'm... Now, if I can find some place to park in front of this building. Oh, do you think he'll be there, New York? If he isn't, we'll wait until he does come in. I'm going to get this straightened out in your mind once and for all. Oh, I'm so nervous. Oh, there's a place across the street. You want to get out here, Jane, and I'll park over there and come back? No, I'll ride over with you. But you can't turn around the middle of the block, New York. I can't. Just watch me. But it's against the tariff regulation. Don't worry about the tariff. See that press sign on the windshield? Yeah. That gets me anywhere, anyway. There we are. Yeah. Just made order for this buggy. There. How's that? Oh, wait a minute. You better get out on this side, Jane. New York. What? Look. Where? What is it? Across the street. See him? Yeah, that's it. Let's run over and get him before he gets away. No, wait. He'll be with. Oh, yeah. Look, they're getting into that taxi. Yeah, so I see. You see? And you try to tell me you were kidding me. There they go in that taxi. Now who's taking who for a ride? Well, Dan, it looks like we're both being taken for a ride. Well, Mr. Ace may be on the way to closing a big deal, but he leaves a very broken-hearted Jane behind. We learn more about this complication when next we meet the Ethiopian.